Welcome back. 1061 ESPN. Matt Joseph's here. 730 tonight in Blacksburg. Virginia Tech is hosting Syracuse on ESPN. We know what happens in Blacksburg on Thursday night, says the Orange come to town. No, I'm not going to this game. No, I'm not paying any attention to my alma mater tonight. They're starting their losing streak and continuing it probably as they fall to the Hokies. But to uh, give us a preview of that, talk a little college basketball as well, go to his website, HokieHaven.com. Tim Sullivan. Tim, how's it going? Not too bad. How you doing, Matt? Doing well, Tim. Uh, do you think this is a good time for the Hokies to have their bye week coming off the win the way they did against Wake Forest? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think the best part is not only did they have a win to kind of have some good vibes over the course of the bye week, but they won despite kind of having enough mistakes and enough correctable mistakes that it gave the staff a lot to do in terms of, you know, having having some action items to take care of over the course of the bye week to keep the team active and engaged and, and still hungry for more. There's nothing about the Wake Forest game, uh, I guess satisfying though it was, that is – that kind of felt like an end product. There's still a work in progress, and uh, the bye week allows the coaches to kind of make some progress in that regard. Do we think Kyron Jones is going to be the starter the rest of the year? Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be the case. Um, I, I personally think you know there's still a role for Grant Wells to play, but um, whether or not it's it's because of any inherent um, skill to either of the players, it's pretty clear that the offense runs better with Kyron Jones behind center. And um, for that reason, if, if for no other reason, it, it makes a lot of sense to keep him there. How impressed have you been with his play? He was the leading rusher and the leading uh, passer, of course, uh, last game uh, against the Demon Deacons. Yeah, his, his rushing is obviously night and day different from, from what the Hokies have had uh, for quite some time. I guess you could go back to Braxton Burmeister, who, who was uh, – um, basically just a runner from the quarterback position in the final years of the Fuente era. But um, from a passing perspective, um, I don't think it's it's breaking any news to say that there's some limitations in what he can do and what he can't do. But um, the, the fact of the matter is the things that he's really good at in the passing game, which are throwing the deep ball and executing the wide receiver screen game, are the things that have allowed the coaching staff to kind of call a more cohesive offense, an offense that makes a little bit more sense with the pieces fitting together. And that's been a huge part of what has allowed this offense to, to finally look good after it hadn't for the first year and then few games of the Brent Pry era. I think you're seeing, um, you know, they realize, okay, maybe this guy isn't going to execute the timing passing game in the mid-range as much as, as we would prefer. But uh, what we're seeing is, is better results than when we were running the offense the way we wanted to run it. And so that's something that Drones has kind of uh, given them an awakening to. How much longer can they afford to be a one-dimensional team? Or I guess the other question is, how much longer will they continue to struggle running the ball? Yeah, I, it, it remains to be seen. I think a big part of their struggles to run the ball early in the year were inexperience with the offensive line. They started uh, offensive linemen that are, are redshirt freshmen on the left side. Um, the center, Caden Moore, is in, in his first year playing at that position. Now on the right side, um, Parker Clements has, has not played very well after he was very good under the previous coaching staff in his first year uh, on the field in Blacksburg. And then the right guard has, has kind of been a rotation of a few players. But junior college transfer Bob Schick has, has not really <laughs> necessarily impressed. So I think when you take those pieces and you, and you look at them and say, okay, we can take step forwards over the bye week. We can take uh, steps forward just kind of as these guys get more experience. Um, they'll be better. I don't. This is not going to be, you know, the '99 Broncos out here at any at any point. But I think when you add the threat of drones with legs, it, it makes life a little bit easier for the running backs 
Bashal Tootin and um, Malachi Thomas, and that's something that um, even if you can't block him perfectly well every time, the threat of Jones's legs makes life a little bit easier. And I think he'll be able to, to get the run game going a little bit more. I know the the largest mystery we're dealing with here is Ali Jennings. What's your sense? I know they've been about as generic as possible as to whether or not he will return this season. He's out of a walking boot now. Um, he's still limping, so that's uh, not a great sign if you're expecting him to run anytime soon. Um, Brent Pry was asked about it this week, and he did say, look, there's a possibility that with, with two games played so far this year, if he's healthy enough to come back for one of the final couple games of the year, uh, he can still play those games and, and redshirt and come back in 2024, and that is an option that he's seriously considering. So I think even if he were healthy, uh, you know, tomorrow, which he will not be. I, I don't think you'd see him um, on the field uh, against Louisville. I don't necessarily think you'll see him on the field uh, for basically anything up until the UVA game. But um, when you think about what that means for his ability to come back next year, uh, you get a couple more games out of easily your best receiver, and then you get him back for another season. It's, it's kind of the best of both worlds, though obviously uh, the Hokies would have loved to have him all this season, too. Uh, how big of a pickup was Jalen Lane? I mean, obviously, we talked about in the offseason uh, adding Jennings and adding Lane and pushing everybody down to, like, you know, the ones last year and now the threes and the twos last year and now the fours. How how uh, how has Lane been as, as one of those guys coming over from Middle Tennessee? Yeah, it took him a little while to get acclimated, and he's been, like so many guys on this team, he's been banged up a little bit. Uh, he, he missed one game completely and was limited in a couple more, but I think you especially saw against Wake Forest when he's healthy what he can do. Uh, 75-yard touchdown, just basically a catch and run. That was all his speed. And then he had another touchdown. Of, I think it was an eight-yarder on a screen. That was all about what he can do in terms of juking guys in the phone booth and not about that top-end speed. So you saw some of those characteristics that he brings that the Hokies haven't had. Uh, I think they've probably had the top-end speed, but not in the way that he's able to execute it. And they haven't had a slot that, that can kind of execute the – the short range uh, motion that he can do, the sort of things that that you expect out of you know a five ten guy <laughs> playing in the slot, he's going to make a guy miss and then get some yardage. And um, that's what I think uh, you, you lacked last year. Um, Daywan Lofton is a, is a nice player, but he doesn't have some of those same sort of skill sets that Lane has. And it's been huge to have that finally, especially I think now that drones is potentially starting to see him as a little bit of a security blanket that can open up a little bit more downfield passing if, if you have a guy that you can trust downfield to. So let's uh, get into the defensive side of things. Obviously Antoine Powell Ryland uh, had a really good game against Wake Forest. Uh, kind of assess what you've thought of this defense so far as a whole. Yeah, the, the run defense is, has been bad. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm uh, breaking any news there, but um, the linebacker play has been pretty poor. Um, the defensive line play has been weird because the players have been getting into good positions but have been missing a lot of tackles. Obviously, Powell Ryland is, has been the one guy who hasn't been a, a consistent issue there. But over the past probably three weeks, um, including the Florida State game, which ultimately did not turn out very well, but I think you could see some signs of growth. Uh, I, I think they're really starting to figure it out a little bit. The linebacker play is still going to need to take steps forward, but um, I think the thing that really holds the Hokies together is um, the run defense can kind of figure it out a little bit because the secondary is extremely good. Um, Monster Delane, uh, you know, coming off of what should have been a freshman All-American season. Um, Dorian Strong, who ended up redshirting last year after an injury. These are two of the best corners in the ACC, and um, they're not perfect, but they are two of the best. And I think that when you have those guys, you can trust them a little bit more. That obviously makes life easier for the pass rushers like Powell Ryland. And you can maybe commit a few more numbers to the run, especially when you're playing 
teams that have a limited passing game. So what's your uh, what's your prediction for tonight? Obviously, Hokies are at home. Syracuse has been struggling. Uh, Virginia Tech, a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite tonight. Yeah, I think that line is pretty good. I, I often am kind of shaking my head at what Vegas lines look like, but I think the Hokies as a slight home favorite makes sense, especially because uh, Hughes doesn't have the ability to threaten with the pass the way that they want to. Um, they obviously have some, some good targets, but quarterback Garrett Schrader is uh, kind of a scattershot at times, and I think you can uh, rely on your corners to, to take care of, of defending the pass, and you can commit more numbers to the run, and I think stepping forward defensively is what's going to be a, a huge difference for this Hokies team. I think they'll be able to, to get it done to the tune of maybe something like 27-23 or something like that. I think it'll be close. It'll be pretty close to what the spread is. But I do think especially, you know, everybody talks about those Thursday night Terror Dome games at Virginia Tech, and I think that atmosphere is really going to help the Hokies pull through. Uh, last one for you. We were down at uh, ACC tip-off yesterday, had some great interviews. And, um, you know, what is your thoughts on the Rodney Rice news? Uh, it's unfortunate considering last year we saw a glimpse of how good he could have been. Yeah, it's, it's something that unfortunately didn't catch a ton of people by surprise, certainly didn't catch the coaching staff by surprise. He was a guy, and it's it's pretty typical in college basketball, especially even in comparison to football. Guys are relationship guys, and he had a relationship with former assistant coach Mike Jones, who had been his uh, high school coach his first couple years at DeMatha in the D.C. area. Um, when Jones left to go to Maryland, um, which is his alma mater, I think you saw Rice saying, man, my connection to Virginia Tech isn't quite as strong as it was. Plus, uh, I kind of have these bad vibes because I spent most of last year injured. I just, you know, I, there's just kind of this connection in my mind to where Blacksburg might not have, you know, some of the greatest personal memories for me. And that's through no fault of anybody in the basketball program at Virginia Tech. Obviously, it's just because he was so, uh, struggling with injuries and, and kind of in a funk over the course of last season. So I don't think it was a surprise. It obviously hurts the team because he's a really good player and he has a really bright future. Um, they're going to have to rely on, on freshman swing guard Brandon Rexiner to really kind of come through and take a lot of those minutes that they were hoping Rice would get. But I do think that the pieces are there. Um, it's a blow. You, you don't get better when you lose talent for the most part. But uh, I do think the Hokies have have the pieces to kind of come through it. Make sure to go to the website HokieHaven.com for all of your Hokie coverage. Tim, we always appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, uh, that is Tim Sullivan.